cliffcentral.com. All right, so what do we do on a Monday? Um, cry. No. <laughs> no. Are you okay? No. Every no, we do the opposite of that with Dr. Hanan. What's wrong are with you? you? Are you okay? Sweet Leg. Jesus. I mean, here's the man. He's he wakes up early on a Monday morning <laughs> to come and give us counseling on mass. It's like therapy at scale. And uh, He knows my brain. He knows that I cry on Mondays. Well, all <laughs> right. Maybe that's so. why you need him. Maybe that's why you're on the Monday show. Leg. All right. So so let's uh, let people know whatever you have to ask Dr. Hanan, you can. You can send us your questions. We're going to do it live. How are you, Doc? Yeah, I'm well. How are you guys? How's your weekend? Good. How's your birthday? Good. Yeah, good. Um, you know, <laughs> let's not get into the psychology of this, but usually I hate my birthday. I think I've clocked over now into the the time where I love it again, or that I'm just, you know, you kind of realize at some point that your birthday isn't so much about you anymore. It becomes about other people, which is also nice. Because then, then all you have to do is be gracious about accepting birthday wishes and compliments, which hopefully I'm getting better at. And therefore I had a lovely birthday. Lovely. Yeah. I mean, it, I'm also not particularly worried about getting old. I'm looking forward to being the grumpiest oldest man in the world. So I'm, I'm getting close <laughs> you, to my goal. You're working so hard at that. I'm telling you, you have no idea how hard I work at being grumpy. Okay. All right. So how, how, do, you, how do you make sense of getting older? It's, um, I mean, you lose so much of X, but you gain so much of Y. So how do you make sense of that? I, I don't, I really don't feel, maybe it's just, again, I have this, wild and crazy ability to not remember too much of the bad stuff, right? So I, I really don't hold on to that stuff at all. You've you've obviously in, in conversations we've had with you before, you've spoken about how it's good to let go and not carry guilt and shame and all that stuff that some people are obsessed with in their lives. So I don't, I, I look at things in my life and I feel like it's it's getting better, not worse. I'll probably hit a point where I'm physically not able to do the things that I want to do, but that's a long way down the road. So until then, I just see it as a, as like a constant improvement. Right. Do you see yourself getting better, just better and better every year? Do you yeah. think you're a better version of yourself than you were last year? Yeah. I mean, I, I do think, you know, um, I think a lot of people over the past three years, it's kind of thrown us into a bit of disarray just because the whole world has changed so dramatically. Um, mm. And it, it, it put the brakes on a lot of things. Um, in the world, and you can you can definitely feel people are coming out of that now. Right, right. All right, so here we go. Uh, let's go to Kala. My, <laughs> I don't know if this is really a question for you, Doc, <laughs> I love but it. my eight-year-old just asked, "Why are you so grumpy all the time?" I told it's because you haven't been able to talk about Trump today. Um, Meaning you? Why are oh, you me? so grumpy? Yeah. Okay, well that's not something that you can help us with, Doc, right? Grumpy, Trumpy. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why are you so grumpy this morning? No, uh, maybe maybe it's worth just talking about how. This one guy is just so adept at sucking all the oxygen out of the room. It's amazing to me. And we talk about narcissism and ego and all of that stuff. I, I, I am just blown away by how this one guy, he, he's easily the most famous person in the whole world right now. And it's still, he, he's still drawing more attention. Just when you think you, mm. you, that you can't, the machine eventually has to break because the attention has to reach capacity, but it just doesn't seem to reach capacity with this guy. It must be. It must did be. You watch, uh, it must be exhausting to be watch, him. 
Did you watch the Trump uh, the Carlson interview? No, I, no, I haven't watched it. Um, mostly because it's it's long, and I, I I just I don't feel like I'm going to get any answers to questions that I really want answers to. But pay, am yeah. I missing? Am I missing anything? Yeah, look, I mean, it's 45 minutes, and um, it's really worth just to understand or kind of see the inner workings of this guy. The reason why it's so fascinating is because it's always interesting to watch somebody that's kind of walking that fine line between chaos and order, and you don't know when he's going to say something that's going to spark a massive wildfire or he'll sell no. something you'll say something entertaining or you'll say something quite profound. You just don't know. So you're always on edge with this guy. He's mm. gonna, is he going to pick a fight with someone? Is he going to tell somebody he's the greatest thing he's, he's ever seen? He's, what is he going to do? You're just not sure. And that's why he draws attention. Well, it must be exhausting for his wife or his family. I mean, what, Melania is having fun. I don't, maybe she only sees him once every two weeks. I don't know, but it must be pretty exhausting for, for her because he, he just seems to me like he has energy. How old is he now, 76 or something? Mm. He has more energy than most 30-year-olds I've ever met. Yeah. So now you, can't, you can't keep up with somebody that's inconsistent. It's, I always say inconsistency equals zero value. You just don't invest in people that, in people that you can't predict. So, I mean, I have some theories of how she handles him, but um, generally if you have somebody in your life that is this inconsistent, you just kind of want to pull your energy away and invest with people that are predictable. Right, so she's probably got uh, a group of friends or, or a bank account somewhere that she can go and spend money and go shopping and that kind of thing just to get away from him because it, right. it can't be easy. Right. All right, so, yeah. so here's a serious question. I mean, Graham says, and I, I think we've kind of answered this before, but maybe you want to just give us the clinical definition of the word narcissist, because a lot of people throw it around, especially any girl who breaks up with any guy starts telling all her girlfriends, he was a narcissist, mm. which is not always true. Sometimes she's a massive pain in the ass. <laughs> so tell us about narcissism. So narcissism these days is just, it is a common word that's kind of thrown around. Every single person that doesn't want to do what you want them to do is yeah. suddenly a full-blown yeah. narcissist. Mandy, don't Mandy, about- I pr- Mandy, I promise you, he's a narcissist. We were, and we, I mean, I've, I've never ever seen such narcissism in my life. It's just because he wanted to go and watch sport with his friends. Have you ever heard anything so narcissistic? Exactly, exactly. Ugh. Suddenly somebody sets healthy boundaries and they're a narcissist. They're yeah. saying no to you right. and they're a narcissist. So don't worry about the clinical definition. You just got to ask yourself, does that personality resonate with what I want to create for myself in the future? Can I build camp with this person? Mm-hmm. Is this person more involved with themselves than they are with things that are important to me? And if the answer is yes, then you should uh, negotiate, compromise, communicate, or move on. And if the answer is no, you should completely continue to engage. The people get hopped or people get really attached to um, definitions and kind of they go through the DSM, which is our manual for diagnostic for, for diagnosing people mm-hmm. don't worry about the definition just worry whether it it fits into your life and your lifestyle and whether it resonates with what you want to create for yourself in the future all right so doc what what in real terms can you give us a thumb suck of how what percentage of the population are really truly narcissistic is it a rare condition is it a is it a very. is it is it a very common thing is it something that you know, one out of every three people is is suffering from suffering in inverted commas. What's the story there? 
No, it's under 5%. It's very rare. Okay. It's very rare for the true clinical definition. Yeah. Uh, but again, if we kind of broaden the definition as, oh, he said no to me or he didn't want to yeah. come to my you know, friend's party and he's a narcissist, then 90, 99% of people out there are narcissists. Hmm. Okay. Right. I'm glad we covered that because it uh, annoys me as much as it annoys Graham. So let's look at this one quickly. Uh, Lee says, a close friend is dating someone with an active drug addiction and she's still seeing him. However, everyone in our group is advising that she leaves him. Any advice? Yeah. Dealing with an, with an addict is very difficult because it's not just their addiction to the drug, but it's also a temperament thing. Are they pulling you away from your friends? Are, mm. they, are they isolating you from your family? Um, are they um, more involved with the drug and spending more time with that than they do with you and your needs? So dealing with a drug addict is very, very difficult. Of course, there's severity to the addiction. But what I always say is that before as a friend, you judge your friend for dating a, a drug addict because the reality is you might turn to your friend and say, listen, leave him. But if there's emotions involved and there's love, she might uh, rebel and she might be attached to him even more. And uh, she might be like a stuff you, well, I'm going to date him and prove you wrong. She might say to you, I'm going to leave him, but behind your back, she might still see him and date him and oh, be yeah. attached to him in some way. Yeah. So kind of say, well, leave him is not a solution. What I think your friend should do is, again, negotiate, compromise, communicate, ask for what you need in the relationship. And if the guy's able to fulfill it, yeah, but if well, he's, then that's great. But I mean, Doc, if he's hoovering up like line after line and he's taking, he's popping pills like a, you know. Oh, yeah, know. well, but, but if, it's, if it's that extreme, then uh, then of course you've got to recommend that he gets some proper uh, treatment. No, or, he, that, or that he joins the Rolling Stones. Or, or teams up with Hunter Biden. Yeah. <laughs> but here's an extension of this question. Like as from a friend point of view in terms of psychologically, right? Uh, how do you support your friend? Because this is an extension of what you nah, guys you find new friends. This is what you learned in LeBang talked about, actually. What do you do if your friend is beating up? You find out your friend, lifetime, I think she said like 20 years, yeah. is beating up their wife. The wife is not your friend, but you know the wife through the friend. Now the friend is beating up the wife. Just like, so how, you, how do you position you as the friend who, who knows this abuser? Who helps yeah, rather than throws them and I see I just throw them I cast them aside yeah that's what you said you said like what do you do doc friend. what do you is do, that wrong do you talk to this guy stop beating up your wife do you intervene do you take yourself from the situation yeah. what do you do yeah so you know what guys what I do it, you must understand emotions versus logic and emotion wins every time unfortunately mm -hmm. so you can't beat emotion with logic you got to beat emotion with experience so you, what I would do is ask the person that's sitting in front of me, let's just say to the first story, well, um, your friend is dating a drug addict. What do you want from your life? And let's just jot it down. I want family. I want friends. I want intimacy. I want to feel desired. I want good communication. I want trust. Let's define that. And let's judge it on the next six-week, three-month period and whether this particular person can give you that. And if they can, then that's great. And if they can't, then I'm going to push you to bungee jump. Okay. And if you reject me, then I'll reject you right back. In other words, if you reject, if you don't listen to this rule set that we've created for ourselves together and agreed on, then I can no longer be in your presence. 
So to your point, if your friend is doing something that is outside of what you feel is right, then you, you say, this is how we're gonna, where we're going to be in six months' time or in six weeks' time or in three weeks' time. If you're able to meet the benchmark, then we can continue playing the game as friends. And if not, then I'm going to walk away. All right, there's some good advice. I'm afraid that's all we got time for. Uh, I was hoping for more uh, insightful questions, but you know what? The audience is very disappointing today. What can I say? <laughs> no, Shem, there was another good one, but we'll, we might have to save it for another time. No, there's, there were a lot of good ones. I'm just being sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I'm not a, that's why I'm not a therapist. Still working at being grandpa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Thank you, Doc. Always good to catch up with you. And we'll see you again soon next week. Thank you. Cheers. Dr. Hanan okay. Bushkin, everybody. Cliffcentral.com.